I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into Tech Vibe Radio tonight. It's the end of August. I do not know where summer has gone, but it's been a crazy summer. Having way too much fun bringing you all the great stuff happening in Pittsburgh's technology and manufacturing communities here on Tech Vibe Radio. And um, no stranger to the show, we have Petra Mitchell joining us tonight. We have our, a whole show. I'm really excited about this. We're dedicating this to all the great things that Catalyst Connection has been doing over the years in their current service offerings with a, with a focus on this ARCS program they have going on. It's just this fantastic uh, uh, setup that Petra's going to tell us a little bit more about in a minute, but also just overviewing the importance of manufacturing to the region and really some of the great services that are available to manufacturers out there. And so no stranger to the show, as I said, we have Petra Mitchell. So Petra, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Just quickly, tell us about yourself real quickly, and then we'll jump into what Catalyst is all about. Hello, Jonathan. Thanks for having me again. Uh, so as you know, Catalyst Connection is an economic development organization. We are dedicated to serving our region's small manufacturers. Those are companies with less than 500 employees at their location. And we provide them with a wide variety of technical assistance, management consulting, and workforce development services, with the idea uh, being that as individual companies grow and improve their business, collectively they have this fantastic impact on the regional economy. And tell us a little bit about that impact, because I know it is big. I mean, we still manufacture stuff, and that's what I love. We still make stuff, and we use top technology with that, which makes it even better. And then Catalyst helps them become even better manufacturers. So tell us, what is the impact of these companies? Yes, so manufacturing is our third largest sector in our region by contribution to gross regional product. Uh, It has very high average wages, among the highest of all sectors, and it has among the highest uh, multiplier effect of any sector. So that means that for every manufacturing job, there's three, almost three additional jobs that are created. So as you can imagine, manufacturing has a very significant reach into our community. And that's why Catalyst is so significant, because for this has been... Over 25 years, Catalyst has been around helping manufacturers with this. How long has Catalyst been around? And maybe let's just start overing some of the key ways that you kind of interface with these important companies. Yeah, so Catalyst is in its 29th year of service. Whoa, so 30s right around the corner. Are you planning something big? (laughs) Well, stay tuned. Um, So, yeah, Catalyst Connection has been around for quite a while. We were started by uh, the decline in the steel industry in our community to help manufacturers diversify from the steel economy and branch out into other sectors. And as you know, Jonathan, in the last 30 years, manufacturers have faced quite a few challenges in our community. And during those times, you know, we have uh, been there to help them to diversify into certain sectors, away from certain sectors, uh, and to continue to grow and improve and compete globally. So let's go over some of those key services. I know everything from quality tonight, we're going to be talking about quality systems, which is just amazing, Uh, process improvements. What are some of the key things that you work with? So it's interesting to note that we really try to organize ourselves according to the balance scorecard for business planning. And so we help our clients grow their business. We help them find new products or find new customers, develop new products, enter new markets. Uh, 
We also help them with operational excellence, so we help them improve their processes, improve productivity, implement quality systems, improve their supply chains, all those kinds of things. And I would say an area that's very, very important, especially these days, is our organizational development and talent management practice. So we are helping companies be the best they can be to hire and develop the best talent for their company. And how important is that? Because obviously at the end of the day, it is your talent that makes your company run, whether you're a manufacturing company or a tech company. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a theme through all of our shows here on Tech Vibe Radio is talent. And to know that you guys are working on that, I think, is just really, really important as far as that goes. Now, one of the things we're talking about tonight is this new ARC program. And you mentioned before that Catalyst was, was originally founded under the, under the guise of helping manufacturers that were into the steel industry kind of move away and develop uh, new areas of business. This is the same thing with ARCs when it comes to the coal mining uh, as far as that goes. So tell us about this ARCs program. I'm pretty excited to get into this tonight. Yeah, absolutely. So the ARC uh, stands for the Appalachian Regional Commission. This is a federal agency that provides support, resources, funding to the Appalachia region. So that extends from Georgia all the way up into Pennsylvania and New York. Uh, this region has been particularly impacted by various declines in the coal industry, uh, including both uh, coal supply chains, you know, coal mining, coal supply chains, coal-fired power plants, and all the related activities. And so uh, we have quite a, um, quite a population of manufacturers that have been impacted by the declines in this industry. And so we've worked very closely with the ARC, the ARC, to put together a program to help companies diversify to uh, accelerate the pace of technology to improve their business, to create a world-class workforce, um, and you know to grow and thrive in a in a new economy. Without a doubt. And later tonight, we're going to be talking to Connie Paluka, who's kind of the key on that on that particular program. And I really want our listeners to pay attention because I think this is a really good opportunity there as far as that goes. So I think it's just very exciting. And I, I just love the fact that everything that you guys are doing is really just it's towards helping these companies improve and find new places to sell and just to strengthen everything, which I think is just fantastic. Now, you mentioned before, 29 years, and you've been with the company for 25 years. What, what makes you so passionate about what you do, Petra, to come here and, and do this work? I mean, obviously, you get a lot out of this. What is it that makes you you and makes you fired up to come to Catalyst Connection every day? Well, thank you, Jonathan. I think uh, uh, maybe we've talked about it before. Manufacturing is in my blood. My father worked in manufacturing his entire career. I started my career in manufacturing and uh, I really just love to see uh, people make things obviously, but I think what really uh, makes me very happy and excited to be here is the number of lives, number of families that we're helping to impact with all the great jobs that are out there and all the families that are being supported by these great jobs. That is fantastic. And it needs a person with passion like that to get behind this and do this kind of work every day because it's one of those where it's not glorious work. You're there grinding away, getting stuff done, really being that force behind these companies so they can stand out and shine and keep growing. I think it's fantastic. And if people go to catalystconnection.org, you can learn all about Catalyst Connection. I mean, your site's really nicely laid out. It's really easy to go through all the different channels that you have and really learn how you can interface. And what I really want to remind our listeners is that these are some friendly folks here. Do not be shy to reach out to them. Everyone's like looking forward to helping. Like, give them a call. 
send them an email, whatever that is, just make sure that you reach out to them because there's a service that will apply to your, to your business out there. And as I said, tonight, we're going to be going over all those different services. We have so many great people to talk to. And I think everybody that we're, we're talking to tonight has been with the company for long periods of time because it really goes to show you the passion that they have in this. You're, you're building a good organization here, Petra. What can I say? <laughs> thank you, Jonathan. And I'd like to thank you as well and everyone at the Tech Council uh, for helping us get the word out and to make sure that every eligible company in this community takes advantage of the resources that we have to offer. And you're based obviously within the, is it 10 county or 13 county area? So basically, if you're in a certain county, you work with them. But if they're not quite in the right area, you can point them to the right industrial resource center that can help them out. Because there's other IRCs that are similar to Catalyst that provide these services. But we say Catalyst is the best. <laughs> I'll be a little biased and say that. So anyway. <laughs> Anyhow, we've got a great show in front of you. As I said, I'm really excited to, to talk more about manufacturing because it's in my blood too. I got a bunch of manufacturers on my side of the family. I think it's just so important to our economy here and that's why we're glad to be partnering with Cal's Connection to bring you the show tonight detailing all this great stuff. And just to remind everybody the Pittsburgh Technology Council, we love helping tech companies and manufacturing companies succeed. We've been doing it since 1983, just a little bit longer than Catalyst has been doing it, but having a good time while at it. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. This is Jonathan Kirsting and we'll be right back after this quick break with a whole lot more coming from Catalyst Connection. Thanks for tuning in to Tech Vibe Radio tonight. So appreciate you spending your Friday evening with us, learning about all the great things going on in Pittsburgh's technology and manufacturing communities. And uh, tonight, as you know, we're putting a special focus on what the folks at Catalyst Connection do. They're next-door neighbors to us here at the Pittsburgh Technology Council, right upstairs. And they they're really they go lock and step with many of the things that, that we do uh, in Pittsburgh's technology community because our, our manufacturers are so important to us. And they provide such awesome services that really keep our manufacturers at the top of their game. And one of those things is quality. Quality is everything when it comes to manufacturers. And we're going to be talking to Craig Wilson, who's the Senior Quality Process Improvement Consultant at Catalyst Connection. And I was just looking through your resume there, Craig. 25 years almost at Catalyst Connection. That's amazing stuff. You must like what you do there. Actually, Jonathan, I love what I do. It's been... uh in, in one sense, a very short 25 years. The time's gone by very quickly, but uh, it's certainly something I enjoy getting in and working with the manufacturers of our, of our region. So just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what you do at Catalyst. Well, primarily it's uh, almost anything related to quality management systems and helping different organizations uh, address problems or concerns with, a, with those quality management systems, whether it's implementing a complete system to comply with a, a, uh, an ISO standard, perhaps, or the AS9100 standard, or maybe it's a unique situation with uh, root cause corrective action or internal auditor training, something along those lines. So I'm not overstating it when it says that quality really is the foundation of a, of a successful manufacturer. Because at the end of the day, if your product doesn't come out and doesn't meet standards, you can't sell it. That's very true. Very true. Um, a lot of folks struggle with um, a couple of different things, either on-time delivery or quality level of the product or the service. And uh, obviously the two are related. If they can't get the product manufactured uh, appropriately within their facility, they're going to have trouble delivering it on time because they're remaking it or reworking the product to get it out the door. So they're late. So why are you so passionate about quality? Obviously, being a Catalyst for 25 years, you love what you do, and and I can see the passion coming from you. What is it about that gets you up and, and really fires you up to come to work every day like that? Uh, ironically, I've, I've worked in quality assurance or quality control since 1982, I'd say. So it's been quite a while, and it, uh, it fits my 
I don't know if it's, if it's me, I guess. I, I tend to be... You're a high-quality guy. <laughs> I, tend, I tend to be very uh, detail-oriented, and certainly the quality management systems lead you to be detail-oriented so that uh, you can effectively manage those systems. Very cool. So let's just uh, talk a little bit about you know, what does a, a typical client come to you for, and who is your typical client? I mean, obviously, a manufacturer, a certain size. Maybe set up a little scenario as to someone, they, they find you, they got a problem to solve, and, and how you make that happen. Uh, I don't know if I could really say that there is a typical client size or a typical problem. Okay. Um, actually, probably um, the, the smallest organization I worked with was, uh, was one person. They were a service provider, but they needed to develop a system to comply with the ISO 17025 standard. And then on a larger scale, um, we've worked with companies uh, Lockheed Martin, uh, Mitsubishi, uh, Kenamental, so they're all larger organizations. Uh, but typically, our client size uh, for quality management systems seems to be in the 70, 80 employee size range. And um, their, their situations, again, can be working with uh, um, a customer that is demanding that they get ISO 9001 registered or at least encouraging them to get ISO 9001 or ISO 1345, whatever the standard is that you're dealing with. Um, so it can be working with them to develop the quality system to meet those requirements. But then there's been some uh, fairly bizarre projects. Uh, went down to Barranquilla, Colombia to do a... Uh, basically a second-party audit of a potential supplier for a company in the Pittsburgh region. And I've helped companies um, interview and hire and select quality assurance managers. Um, it, it can be very pretty varied. So that's what makes it that's what makes it interesting. That's what's kept me hanging on for 25 years. I was going to say just that. Now I know why you've been there for so long. You get to have a lot of fun is what it comes down to at the end of the day. So maybe let's talk a little bit about, about these ISO standards. Like, Give our listeners a little more idea as to what they're about and, and what it takes for a manufacturer to, to meet the different levels and for them to be you know, considered registered and all that kind of good stuff. Okay. Well, there's um, in the standard, as you might know, there are a number of different uh, considerations that organizations have to address formally. Um, they have to conduct internal audits. They have to perform management reviews. If they're design and development responsible, they have to have a process for which they control that design and development process. They have to control non-conforming material. So there's a number of different things, regardless of the standard, whether it's for, um, I, always, I typically refer to ISO 9001 as a plain Jane quality management system because other industries, the aviation, space, and defense has the AS9100 standard. They add additional things to the ISO standard, and they modify it a little bit as well. Um, same thing with um, the medical device industry for 1345 and the automotive industry, the IATF 60. 1949 standard. Same sort of thing. They add a bunch of things to the ISO 9001 standard, which is a good foundational document. Just reminding our listeners, we're talking to Craig Wilson from Catalyst Connection. He's their senior quality process improvement consultant. And these quality standards, like I said, so foundational to these companies. Now, there's a reason why people come to Catalyst because, I mean, obviously you provide some of the absolute top-notch consulting services. And you're able to do it at a, at a much more competitive price because the way you guys are structured. So uh, tell me a little bit about, like, as someone approaches you to, to do this, what's the process like? I mean, obviously these standards are very rigorous, so it takes time. So this is something you just stop in and two weeks later you got certification. There's a very 
very lengthy process, and you help guide them through the way. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. If it's a brand-new client, typically what we do, what I do, is work with them to flowchart their processes so that they really understand what they do day in and day out, and then on occasion for those exceptional situations as well. And it is sometimes surprising that they don't realize the extra things that they do that don't add value to the process Mm -hmm. so that we can eliminate some of those non-value-added activities as we're mapping out those processes and then obviously make sure that those processes do, in fact, comply with the ISO standard requirements. It's a true journey that you're taking these these clients through as you do this. And you really become close with these clients. And I know that, like, you obviously develop such strong relationships that they come back to you for more. I remember earlier before we came on air, you were telling me a little bit about you have some companies where, you know, they come in for one standard, and three or four years later, they're looking at a new market. They come back to you to get that higher certification. Tell me something about that. That's true. Um, actually, um, Pittsburgh Plastics Manufacturing, mm-hmm. Ironically, they're not in Pittsburgh. They're up in Butler. But um, they contacted Catalyst Connection, I'll say roughly a decade ago, for ISO 9001 registration. And then probably four or five years after they had obtained their ISO registration, one of their customers in... um, an international customer came back to them and said, hey, we really consider your product to be a medical device. We want you to obtain ISO 1345 registration if you intend to continue to sell your products to us. So that's a, that's one example. There are a number of companies that I regularly conduct internal auditor training for them. It might be every 18 months or it might be every two years, but I go in and I do internal auditor training on a very regular basis. I love it. That's what makes Catalyst so special in the marketplace as far as that goes. If people learn more about that, they go to catalystconnection.org. And there's a whole part on the website about how you help people with quality, which I think is fantastic. And really encourage people, don't be shy. Like if you're a one-person shop, like you said, give them a call. You you, you can be helpful. It's, it's, it's just a conversation, and it kind of gets that rolling as far as it goes. And anything we haven't talked about that you think people should know about Catalyst or just quality standards in general that we haven't really talked about? One brief thing that we did not – Uh, touch base on is one of the things that I think helps Catalyst or myself uh, provide the services that we do is I do registration and surveillance audits, uh, primarily for the AS9100, the standard that's for the aviation space and defense standard. But that puts me into organizations, uh, not only in the States, but internationally. And I get to see a lot of things. Um, I get to learn a lot of things that I can then come back and help the clients in southwestern Pennsylvania implement here at home. I love it. Fantastic stuff. Once again, we were talking to Craig Wilson, the Senior Quality and Process Improvement Consultant at Catalyst Connection. And I really encourage everyone, go to catalystconnection.org and snoop around the website. There's so many different areas in which they can help your manufacturing company succeed. And uh, we have more of this coming your way. Like I said, the whole show dedicated to what these guys are doing right upstairs from us here at the Pittsburgh Technology Council. If you want to learn more about the ways that the PTC can help you, go to pghtech.org and check us out. And then follow us on Twitter at pghtech. Tech. This is Jonathan Kirsting with the Pittsburgh Technology Council, and we'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back, everybody. So glad you're joining us tonight, this Friday, on Tech Vibe Radio. And tonight, you know, we're putting a special focus on our neighbors right upstairs from us at the Pittsburgh Technology Council. We are talking to Catalyst Connection. What a great organization. They've been partners with us, I think, for almost 30 years now. I mean, these guys, I think, are 28 years in the making and really making just a serious impact uh, on, on the community here. I mean, you're looking at, over the past 28 years, them working with 1,700 manufacturers. Uh, in 2000. 
2016 alone, 184 manufacturers had uh, projects with Catalyst Connection. That's doing everything from like continuous improvement, which we'll be nerding out on in a minute with our guest here, Eric McDonald. But you, you name it, technology, integration, you name it, these guys can help a manufacturer with it. And through that, we're looking at like almost 958 jobs created, $23 million in additional investments made. Serious impact here, and that's what Catalyst Connection is all about. And if you go to catalystconnection.org, you can check them out and really learn more in more detail how they're able to help manufacturing companies succeed. And before we get into the interview here, we got a little, little news we got to take care of. I have to remind everybody, the Pittsburgh Technology Council's Tech 50 Awards is happening October the 12th, and we do honor a manufacturing category there because manufacturing and technology is like peanut butter and jelly. They make a great sandwich. They go together. We absolutely, we positively love it. So uh, as I mentioned before, we're talking about continuous improvement, something that Everybody needs to do, especially manufacturers, if they're, going, if they're going to remain competitive and be in the marketplace. And that's why we're talking to Eric McDonald. He's the senior continuous improvement consultant here at Catalyst Connection. So, Eric, thanks for taking a couple minutes out of your day to talk to us for this show. Glad to, glad, glad to talk to you. Glad to meet you. What's, what's going on? Tell us about yourself real quick. Glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, so I've been with Catalyst Connection now for four and a half years. Nice. I've been in the lean practice area ever since I started. Okay. So that's every ranging from everything from uh, Six Sigma and lean tools all the way out to process improvements and IT help. And IT help. I, I like it. Now, these are, this is fundamental core stuff to manufacturers. Just tell us a little bit, like, how does uh, Catalyst work with manufacturers in this, in this particular area? <clears throat> My specific area is we look at each of the organization's processes. When we say processes, it's um, doctor to doctor. So marketing and sales, the whole way through manufacturing, quality, and shipping. And we try to find out where their waste or their non-value-added activities are and work with the customer in order to reduce or eliminate them so they add more value from the customer's perspective. So when you roll into these places, you get to have a lot of fun. You're looking at everything they do, and you can tell them, you can't do this, but do more of that, less of this, more of that, more yeah. of this, less of that. So the TV show, This Is How It's Made? Yes. We do that every day because every time we go somewhere, it's like, oh, that's how you do that. So Excellent. it's really cool. So you get to have a lot of fun because you're hitting, you have a different customer all the time. You're learning all different sorts of processes. No wonder why you've been here for four years sticking around doing this. Yeah. They, and look, they're paying you to have fun. Yeah, I like much. it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, in particular, let's talk about Kata. K A T A. What does Kata stand for? Um, well, Kata doesn't stand for anything. Okay, it is a uh, a Japanese word uh-huh. that stands for direction or form. Excellent. So, if you look at the history of it, there it comes from karate. So, there are right. twenty seven katas in karate, which are basically uh-huh. moves that the student is taught so that uh, in battle, every move is a habit or second nature. They don't right. think about think it. Think about it. It just happens. Right. Right. So uh, some researchers from the University of Michigan were trying to figure out why Toyota in Kentucky was successful in introducing lean tools and other companies in the United States were not because until this point, all companies would copy and paste Toyota into their facilities and they would get modest gains for a little bit, but then they would always right. return back. They're not seeing the full result as far as it is. Uh, not the full result and not sustainable. And not sustainable. So but, it doesn't quite work. So you're trying to figure out a way to make that sustainable and to work just the way it does in the right. Toyota factory. <clears throat> so the research came out. It was their patterns of behavior. Okay. Their ability to try something different, or huh. they actually call it scientific thinking. I like so, it. Very cool. 
this is where I'm at today. This yeah. is where I want to get. Okay. How do I get there? I don't know. I experiment my way to that new target condition. Oh, that's interesting. So experimenting means along the way you'll find some wins and some losses, but you got to keep moving and keep, and keep course correcting along the way. Right. So prior to this, uh, sp- specifically here at Catalyst, it was we played whack-a-mole with, with some of our clients. Okay. There we would do lean tools where we thought would make the biggest impact. But right. We would just hit all those moles, but the system as a whole was not getting healthy. So Coddle is a systematic approach to make the whole system healthy, and everyone is constantly learning or, in the word of direction and form, learning how to become and maintain scientific thinking and maintain the continuous improvement. Okay. So I'm trying something different cool. every day. I love it. Well, that's got to make, I guess, there's a couple things going on here. I mean, <laughs> from the, from the manufacturer's got to be, like, really committed to this because, obviously, they're completely changing the way they're going to be doing things. So there's probably a cultural shift you have to manage as far as this goes. And then the whole idea that, you know, you've got to commit to this for the, for the long haul. This isn't something that you implement and six weeks later, we're done. <laughs> so it becomes something that becomes a, probably a long cycle, I would have to assume. Right. Most of my engagements right now are going on the year and year and a half term when okay. it comes to Kata coaching. So there's different levels. You always have a learner or the person you're trying to coach. Okay. Um, there's the first coach, or that would be someone like the direct supervisor, right. that are asking them and coaching them on their patterns. And then the second coach, which is where we come in, where we monitor the coaching and the learning and the process. Okay. And we introduce, well, um, a person might say, if I had a better organized workplace, I could do more. Okay. So the next experiment is, well, how do we organize? I don't know. Let's do some 5S. Right? So we use these as opportunities to, instead of us telling the companies what they should do, they're telling us what they need. Interesting. So, so it's, now a, it's a back and forth you right. have going on there. So now everyone is, it's a more win-win all around because tell me what you want. I have all this knowledge and everything that we can implement into your organization, but we got to make it what's right for you rather than I love it. copying what Toyota did. That is so interesting because I know a lot of times back in the back in the old school days, someone come in and say, you do this, this, and this, and then you're going to be great and you implement it because I'm the genius. And, you old know, school days, we know, six we know years ago. <laughs> well, that, that's what's so cool. It's changing so quickly. Right. And, and for us to get the word out that you're able to offer this to, to, to manufacturers, I think it's just absolutely fantastic because it has to be game-changing because literally to gain efficiencies, it's, it's life or death for some of these companies. They need this competitive advantage, mm-hmm. and this is happening. I'm just reminding everyone, we're talking to Eric McDonald, the Senior Continuous Improvement Consultant here at Catalyst Connection. Learn more at catalystconnection.org. So as you're moving in on these engagements, what's the typical size of a, of a, of a company that, that will call you in for this? Is this a mom-and-pop shop or is this like large organizations, divisions within organizations? Who, who typically engages at this, at this level? Um, usually it's probably more than 50 people okay. uh, up to whatever size, thousands. Okay. Uh, most of the people that we work with right now are between the 50 and 150 range. Right. And it's very successful. It seems that we tried to do it in a large organization Okay. and the cultural or corporate behemoth yeah. that corporations become find it difficult to make decisions and try things and right, experiment right, right. on a daily basis. So actually the smaller types of organizations are prime for this. I like it. Yeah, they're a little more nimble. Yeah. They, they, can, they can turn the ship a little faster if they need to. And I'm assuming as you're doing this, you're, you're probably winning some advocates really quickly because you're empowering some people. They start seeing some results almost immediately, like little wins, mm-hmm. and it gets them probably you know, really fired up and just builds momentum. Right. <clears throat> so, uh, working with one of our clients. They're headquartered out of Germany. Okay. And uh, their president and CEO caught me. He caught uh, you. Yeah, Uh-oh. on the way through the facility. 
and uh, his exact statement says, I don't know what this kind of stuff is, but I will stand on the highest mountain and preach it because one of the uh, workers tried an experiment uh, and they moved the water tank from the floor to a shelf. So it added pressure so they didn't have to uh, pull the water from the floor. It saved two minutes per unit. They made... Uh, 18,000 units a year. So he's like, you saved us 36,000 minutes a year. Wow. Just by asking them to try something different. He's like, that alone is worth it. So. I, I was going to say, he's like, you just saved him a million bucks probably right, right. there just by moving a tank up. Right. So I guess when they see that, they're like, what else can we be doing? Exactly. And people, they start going nuts like that, right? right? And it's not just the manufacturing. It's also the sales process, okay. engineering process, design processes. There's Cauda in healthcare, Cauda in education. Wow. I love it. So you can you can scale this to uh, um, any sort of operation. Anything as far as that, that has a process, this can be implemented. I love it. Is there, is there like a master like Kata kind of like headquarters or website? If people want to go check that out, they can say, "I can learn all about how Kata works." Or is that just go to Catalyst and check you guys? out? I think you should go to Catalyst. First. I think so too. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but there is there are multiple YouTube sites. Yeah. Um, the one specifically for education is Kata in the Classroom. Okay. Com, I believe. Okay. Excellent. Because I think it'd be great if people got a little more of a taste of it and they know they're like i really want to do this and you go to catalyst connection to do this and what's great is you guys are able to do this at a much better rate than anyone else out there because you're you're in this as a, as a way to really help the manufacturers it, it's not about pure profit for you guys it's about making an impact in the manufacturing community which is what makes catalyst very unique when it comes to offering these types of services correct i love it man how cool is that right. and on september 21st we're yeah. having a cotta practitioner day which is Aha. open to the general public well that's what i'm talking about we need people to know so september 21st. It is actually at the Tech Council okay. room. Oh, we're doing we're doing our resource room right downstairs yeah. from you guys. Yeah. All right. I'll see you guys down there. <laughs> Maybe give us some caught tips in <coughs> the resource room if we move our TV a little to the left. Right. <laughs> we'll, so we'll our keynote efficient. speaker will be talking about how adult learners change their patterns of behaviors. Okay. And then we have multiple speakers from uh, education, manufacturing, and uh, industrial supplier areas. Even uh, someone from a dairy is coming to say how it, it comes right across. <laughs> oh, that is so fantastic. I'll tell you what, Eric, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. You got me all fired up. I want to learn more about this, and I encourage our listeners to learn more about it, too. Go to catalystconnection.org, and you can totally nerd out over there and have a great time. Just reminding everybody, Tech Vibe Radio, every single Friday night, we love bringing the best of what's happening in Pittsburgh's technology and manufacturing worlds. Like I said, it's, it's the peanut butter and jelly. They go together. You really can't have one with, without the other without a doubt. And just remind everybody, the Tech 50 Awards, they are happening October the 12th. It's right around the corner. It'll be here before you know it. Go to pghtech.org to learn more about that. And there's a manufacturing category. As always, it's our 21st year doing it. Can you believe that, Eric? 21st. I'm telling you, man, we love honoring some of these, these top companies. So we're coming back with more action from Catalyst Connection. I swear, we're going to be talking to Connie Paluka next, and she is leading up this new art grant that you have to, you have to learn more about. So stay tuned right here. This is Jonathan Kirsten with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Follow us on Twitter at pghtech. So glad you're able to join us tonight here on Tech 5 Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsten with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. And as you know, tonight's show, we are talking 100% dedicated to Catalyst Connection, our neighbors upstairs. And uh, I'm learning so much 
about what Catalyst does to help manufacturing companies succeed. It always it always blows my mind as to all the good work that they're doing up there. And really, it, it's, it's the impact at the end of the day that you're seeing from this organization that I just find just totally fascinating. And just to remind our listeners, you know, for 28 years, Catalyst Connection has been in business with a dedicated focus of helping manufacturers in southwestern Pennsylvania. And I think they've had more than 1,700 manufacturing engagements over the years. That's a lot that's a lot of help being doled out there, without a doubt. And uh, so the, the results really speak for themselves. And I really encourage everyone to go to catalystconnection.org to learn more about them. And uh, I want to remind everybody just, just one more time, because uh, it is that time of year, our Tech 50 Awards. I can't say it enough. I always got to plug our Tech 50 Awards. They're happening on, on October the 12th. If you go to pghtech.org, you can learn more about the 50 fastest growing, most innovative tech and manufacturing companies that we have here in southwestern Pennsylvania. And as I promised before in last segment, we are talking to Connie Paluka here. She is the Managing Director of Regional Initiatives here at Catalyst Connection. So, hey, welcome to the show, and thanks for taking the time to talk to us tonight. Hi, thanks, Jonathan. I'm really looking forward to it as far as that goes. And so, quickly, what's your background, and what makes you so passionate about the work that you do? Well, I've been with Catalyst for 12 years. Okay. Prior to that, I spent over 25 years in industry. A nice. lot of that, I started my career on the technical side of the house, but the bulk of it was spent directing global sales forces. Nice. So helping companies, yeah. uh, largely small and mid-sized companies, helping them significantly increase their business. And in the latter part of my career, I led up uh, a new team for strategic initiatives. Okay. Uh, like a lot of companies, I was, you know, they go away for a week. They develop this beautiful strategic plan. <laughs> they come back to their day job. The plan goes into a drawer, and then they pull it out a year later and wonder why. What did we do? Why didn't we get anything done? What did done? we do against this plan? I don't understand. Oh, it happens everywhere. <laughs> so this new department was formed that I led uh, for strategic initiatives, and we were charged with implementing the strategic initiatives. So it. it crossed everything from product development, okay. manufacturing, sales, the whole gamut. Very cool. And what's great about where I'm at at Catalyst mm-hmm. is I lead a lot of our regional uh, initiatives at Catalyst um, and just work with companies one-on-one to help them basically grow their top line. And you get to see that impact. That's what probably is yeah. so much fun for you is that you get to see the results of your work pretty quick sometimes. Yeah. And that's got to be really fulfilling knowing that you're helping make a difference there. Mm-hmm. And that's what Catalyst does. And we're going we're gonna to talk about the ARC Power Mini Grant, which yeah. I think is this is such a cool grant. And I'm really excited to get our listeners in the know about this. So tell us in, what exactly is the ARC Power Mini Grant Program? Well, it's really started with the downturn in coal and the negative impact it was having on a lot of regional manufacturers. Yeah, and it happened very quickly, too. It did happen very quickly. And we saw companies of all sizes were really hit hard by this. Absolutely. In some cases, they lost 70% of their business. Wow. Almost overnight. I mean, that's so, something where you close your doors pretty fast if you can't do something quickly. Yes, yes. Some of them are, are really struggling. So uh, this mini-grant is used to help them basically diversify their business. And that can be done in many ways. It okay. can be really focused on helping them move into new markets or right. build share in new markets. It could be more on the operational side to help them improve their operations so they're securing their role in current supply chains that they're currently playing in okay. other than coal. Right. 
or as well as helping them position them to move into new supply chains. And also product development, helping them develop new processes and technologies. So you're hitting all the angles when it comes to getting new new revenue in the door, new yes. customers in the door for, yes. the, for these for these uh, manufacturers as far as that goes. Now, now Catalyst actually f- facilitates this through the what the Appalachian Regional Commission, right? Hence the ARC, the Correct. ARC as far as that goes. And then how long how long how much longer is left on this grant? It's coming down. There's a few months left for people to apply for this. How is that working? Well, it's actually it's a two year initiative. Okay. So we have essentially we still have another another full year at least. An, another full year. Excellent. Correct. Very cool. And so this is um, basically through the, the 10 counties of southwestern Pennsylvania? Yes. Okay. Yes. So tell us a little bit about the process, like maybe some of the, some of the uh, criteria. So if someone wants to learn to, to get more of an idea as to whether they can you know, apply for this, if it makes sense for them, mm-hmm. what are the criteria? What do you have to do in order to access this funding? And approximately how much funding are, are people or, or should I say, are companies eligible for? Well, the, the mini grant itself is up to $10,000. Okay. And they can be used to pay for... A third of their project cost, whatever that project excellent, is. Excellent, excellent. So, so let's say if the project in its entirety is thirty thousand dollars, they can access the full mini grant for ten thousand. Excellent. In order to apply for the grants, they need to have been impacted in some way by the coal industry. Okay. How, how do they show the impact from that? Are they, is there just like a, by a survey. Just by a survey. Okay. Yes. So like, has, your, has your business dropped 50% because you lost <laughs> three customers <laughs> that were that. coal? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, that. check, check, check. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so criteria. sometimes it's a direct customer and right. sometimes it's their customer's customer. Absolutely. The business is dropped. And the reason it's dropped because the coal industry. Absolutely. So aside from being in the 10 counties and being impacted, those are the two largest criteria. Two largest, two largest criteria as far as that goes. Interesting. Now, what is the time frame? How long does it take for the, for, the, for the funds to become available, like to go through the process? Does it take a while or is it something that can happen relatively quickly? It's, it actually happens relatively quickly. So there's a survey they would complete and an application, which is pretty much just a, some demographic information as okay. well as um, what is the assistance that they need. And Catalyst will work with them to develop the kind of assess what their situation is and develop a scope of work okay. for the for the particular project. And then once all of that is done and a proposal is signed, we submit it to SPC, who's our partner. Right. And usually a decision is within one two weeks max. Excellent. So you're not waiting for six months to get a project started. I guess they they realize the importance of this and, and, and that speed is of the essence. Right. For a lot of these projects. And in addition to the grant funds, they also get an assessment. And as, at no charge. Okay. So this assessment can take many forms. It could be an operational assessment. It could be something that we call a roadmap for growth. So oh, if I'm the consultant that's working with them, and I've got one client that they want to, they were really heavily hit by the downturn in coal because okay. that was probably 90% of their business. Exactly. And they're looking at, okay, how do we diversify into some new markets? The roadmap for growth, not only, it looks at four different areas. It looks at how effective are they in terms of strategic marketing, really building their strategy and executing on that. How effective are they in the sales area and the way they go about doing sales? Are they using you know, strategic account management? Do they have a sales manager and how effective is that individual in the role? Excellent. We look at innovation and innovation can be different things to different companies. If they're a discrete product manufacturer, it may be that they're actually developing new products okay. or services. Makes sense. But perhaps they're more of a 
maybe they're a metalworking type of company. In their case, innovation is when do we add new capabilities, new right. equipment. Okay. So it's how do they make the right decisions, so they make smart decisions. And then we look at culture. Uh, and all of this is really, are they ready for growth? Do we need to improve in some of these areas so that they're successful in their growth plan, their diversification plan? Interesting. And those assessments are at no charge. Oh, so that's fantastic. That. So, that, I mean, that, that's some critical stuff. I mean, you can start turning things up that you could right. then put them onto other services or things right. that are available to really help them move on to that next level and, and, and keep growing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> keep being in business. Keep hiring people. That's keep right. paying taxes. Like, all that, all that kind of stuff. That is, that is, that is fantastic. Uh, maybe just talk to us a little, us a little bit more about, like, maybe, like, a, a typical company that's gone through the process, like, mm-hmm. and, and how they maybe use the funds towards, like, maybe improving a website or connecting mm-hmm. into some other supply chains. Well, there's one company that I'm working with right now, and, you know, we did the, the Roadmap for Growth Assessments, okay. and there were several pieces that... Uh, information that came out of that. Excellent. Uh, this particular company, they really didn't do a lot of marketing to begin with because they were well known in the coal. Coal mining right. was their bread and butter. Their bread and butter, but uh, everywhere else, people didn't know who they right. were, right? Okay. So, marketing. We're Right now, we're really working on beefing up their marketing and how they're positioning themselves and what the value is, particularly Excellent. as they move into new markets. So, that's one piece. And part of that is developing a new website for them. Really key piece of your marketing that. right there, and, and then optimizing it, which you have all those skills and services here at yes. Catalyst. And the other thing is developing a new; they're in the process of developing a new product for oil and gas, which is their number one market that we're targeting. Okay. Um, and this new product is going to be launching in September. So right now we're in the midst of putting the final touches on the launch strategy. Very cool. And so what do we need to be doing now that we're in the pre-launch phase, right, the launch, right, right, right. and then post-launch so that we're successful in really getting this product to market? But that's so exciting to be able to help a company like yeah. that and know that like we're going to play a really big role in being, in the, being able to help them attack a new market and, and – and Keep moving forward. Yeah, I just yeah love definitely. It. I definitely. just think that is just absolutely, absolutely fantastic. So, once again, if people want to learn more about it, they go to catalystconnection.org under your uh, regional initiatives part yes. of your site. You can learn more about this ARCS program. And uh, I really encourage more people to, to go and look at it because there is there's funding there that's available and mm-hmm. it's there to help these, these these companies. And you might be one of those companies out there. So, yes. please give these guys give them a ring <laughs> as far as that goes. So, we've got about a minute or so left, Connie. Just tell me a little bit more about like Catalyst itself. Like, when you come to work every Day, you get to have a lot of fun. I've been yeah. saying, telling everyone here they get to have a lot of fun because of the <laughs> impact that you make. What is it that, that really just fires you up to come to work here every day? Well, this is by far, I think, my favorite job that I've had in my career. And Fantastic. it's because of the variety. No right. day is like the previous Exactly. Day. You always have a different customer to work with. Every company that I work with is different. Their problems are different. And one of things that I've always been good at is problem solving. Okay. So. If a you know company wants to grow their top line, helping them figure out how do we make this happen? How do we do this? Absolutely. You know, or is it by selling more to existing customers, or do we need to move into new markets? Do we right. need to develop new products? Do we need to build alliances in some way? Exactly. So, so to me, that I just get a charge out of that. Without a doubt, I, and that's why you have me charged up. Everyone who <laughs> we've talked to tonight, everyone just has such skills and they bring such a such a such a, a presence, and they can really help manufacturers.
connections. Once again, to remind everyone, go to catalystconnection.org and learn more about them. I had way too much fun talking to you guys tonight. Thanks for putting up with me. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Just to remind everyone, every single Friday night, we bring you a little Tech Vibe radio talk about all the great things happening in Pittsburgh's technology and, and manufacturing communities. And once again, calisconnection.org, check them out. And while you're at it, go to pghtech.org. We, we love helping tech companies succeed. We've been doing it since 1983. It's our passion. It's, it's what we do 24-7. Um, learn more about us also by going to Twitter at pghtech. After that, have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in. And this has been Jonathan Kirsting. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.